Welcome to Your Gal Friday, a podcast about female leaders, innovators, and rule breakers. Each week, your hosts, Kate and Phoebe, will shine a spotlight on an amazing gal and talk about what we can all learn from her. Brought to you by Gal's Guide to the Galaxy. Welcome to Your Gal Friday. I'm Kate Chaplin. And I'm Phoebe Freer. Whether this is your first episode that you're checking out or your 20th, my goodness, do we have a treat for you. We are going to be recapping the 19 gals that we have covered on the show. We're going to provide more insights about what we've learned after the show released. Behind the scenes, our favorite bits, listener feedback, and plans for the future. So how did we get all of this started? Well, in May of 2017, Gals Guide of the Galaxy was created as a 501c3 with a focus on women's history in efforts to provide role models, inspiration, and wisdom for today, tomorrow, and the future. Gals Guide's goal was to be a multimedia company, and one of those medias was podcasting. Now, I had been doing podcasting for a few years, and I absolutely love the medium. I also knew that a show like this needed two hosts and that it would be a lot of work, but also a wonderful education. So I wanted to bring in somebody younger uh, for a co-host. I wanted to bridge that kind of age gap and And when Phoebe serendipitously came to visit me and said she really wanted to help out Gal's Guide, we talked more about the idea of a show to shine a spotlight on women of history. So Phoebe, do you remember your like first thoughts on the idea? I do. (laughs) At first, I was actually very overwhelmed. I was like, oh, wow, that's a that's a very ambitious idea. I really like (laughs) it. But how how would we what? Like, I was very overwhelmed. I was like, how would I even begin? And then I was overwhelmed that you would like think of me because I of course because I was like, <laughs> well, I don't know enough about these gals. Like you tell me of these names, and I'm one of those people that doesn't know any of them. So I'm like, right. I, I was, but also I was also very honored that you thought of me. So I thought Yay! it was really cool. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so how has your foray into podcasting been for you? <laughs> it's been pretty cool. As a filmmaker, I have all this equipment, but I'm like, oh, I definitely don't have the podcasting equipment I want to have. So I definitely like I'm going to be looking into that during our break. But I'm like, all mm-hmm. right, this is cool. I like being able to to um, do some research and um, just talk with you and talk about our Yay. thoughts and everything. It's just been really cool. Yeah, absolutely. We have been spending so much more time together oh, than yeah, we ever we t- did. Yeah, totally. We talk to each other every day and it's really great. I know, <laughs> Even exactly. when it's not about podcast stuff, we're like, oh, did you see this today? Did you see right. that? You know? Did you see that Google Doodle today? Have you heard of this lady? <laughs> So Phoebe and I, we started with a list of gals. I think at the time when we started, it was like 50 or 60. I can't remember. It was right around there. Yeah. It is now past 120. Yeah. We're at 122 now. (laughs) (laughs) Which is amazing. Uh, So what we do is we look at each month. We find what we call our Fab Four. And then we start researching. Um, Now, some of the gals that we cover, our listeners might have heard maybe a sentence about. Um, Others probably have never heard heard of them whatsoever right like me <laughs> so right exactly yes and it's like what did they do again Ooh, now that sounds interesting so right, exactly either way it's kind of an an in point sort of thing to kind of learn so right. 
But there's this really deep well of wisdom that we can learn from these gals. And that's why in every episode, um, we start with uh, what Phoebe and I already knew about the gals. That way, you know, as listeners, what our baseline basically was. Totally. Totally. (laughs) That way, if you had never heard of them, you don't feel alone if neither one of us have either. Right. Exactly. And then we end the show with uh, what legacy do we feel like they wanted to leave behind and what did we learn from them? We always kind of end it that way, which I I, love. I do too. (laughs) Yeah. It's a nice kind of through line between all the shows. Although, as I looked back, we actually didn't do what did we learn on Alice, our first episode. What? We didn't do that one. Yeah. We talked about her legacy. But I know. Oh my goodness. It must be something we thought of for, you know, episode two and then going on. Yeah, that's the evolution. I didn't even notice. (laughs) I didn't notice until I looked back at it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, that's funny. So each month we we mix it up. We try not to have too many uh, duplicate subject matters. So we mix it up between art and science, history and culture. Those are our four for our fab four. Sometimes it works out well. Sometimes we, you know, we really want to cover this one. (laughs) Typically we we balance it out pretty well. And then sometimes with our special episodes, I think we got a, I don't know, we kind of got a little off. But at the same time, I think it worked itself out. So. It did. Yeah, exactly. Yep. But the special episodes were, they were just really special. So we jumped on it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) When we pick our four gals that we cover, we do try to go with um, gals that are diverse and like ones that we haven't covered before. But we also try to go cover ones that we feel passionately about at the time so that we're not just like blindly going through and not caring about who we're talking about you know we try to right pick, pick those mo- and like save the gals for those moments when we're like okay i'm really excited about hetty lamar today mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah it's kind of like who's who's kind of talking at you totally. you know what i mean yeah, he's it's like no uh, yeah this this gal's story wants to be told it feels like and, oh, yeah. and it goes on the list yeah yeah totally <laughs> So the show has educators and students in mind. So we make every attempt to try to keep the show PG. (laughs) Yes. That that does sometimes limit us. uh, But we have many gals to talk about. So luckily it hasn't become a problem. Um, If it does become a problem and there's a gal we really want to talk about, but she's not necessarily PG, we did even bounce around the idea of doing a special Patreon only show called Saucy Gals. Totally. (laughs) Which would be super fun because it just would. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So if it comes to that, that's what our plans are. Right. Um, so Phoebe and I also, for every show, we split up the research. Right. Uh, we start with a list of questions that we kind of want to know about the gal, and then we divide and conquer. So, and I have the best co-host, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Phoebe is absolutely amazing. She works really hard, and I just absolutely love her spirit. When she finds something in research, and she's totally geeking out about it, I just love it when she shares it with me. <laughs> um, I know this show is a lot of work. It really is like a thesis paper. It- every week oh my gosh yeah (laughs) Yeah. but I wouldn't want to be traveling uh, I wouldn't want to be time traveling with anybody else so I I do I do love my Phoebes I love you too Kate oh thank you well okay so let's get into looking back at these episodes shall we all right now some of them seem like forever ago and some of them seem like yesterday yeah and it's weird because like Alice feels like forever ago but yesterday at the same time and right. Hetty feels like forever ago, at least for me, but like 
Harriet Tubman seems like yesterday, but it's just so weird. Right. <laughs> it is very weird. Yeah. And I think I, I do wonder if part of it is because they keep coming up in our lives. You yeah, know what I mean? Like totally. they're either in other episodes or in other things that we're seeing or something like that. Totally. So it kind of brings back all that that research and work and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so Alice Guy Blanchet, I'm yes. so glad that I say it right now instead of Alice <laughs> Guy Blanche that I used to say for decades. Uh, she was our very first episode. So as a she quick was. refresher, uh, she is a gal who created the framework that would make movies last over 100 years. Her innovations included the first to tell a story on film, first to use sound, first to feature interracial casts. She created the music video and she was the first female to own a movie studio, which was also the largest in pre-Hollywood studio America. She was the world's first female filmmaker and she was our first episode. She was. <laughs> it was the perfect first episode because it was um, something that we both, like we're both filmmakers, you know, so yeah. was, we had a lot in common with Alice for both of us. Yep. So, we understood where she was coming from completely. Did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was very easy for us to just dive right in and, and discover podcasting through Alice like that that was right. kind of, that was a real gift really to be able to have Alice as our first one yeah oh I love it I, she is actually our second most downloaded episode Yay. which is awesome <laughs> yeah and then um, after the episode, I did go to where Solak Studios was. Right. There is a, there is a sign. Yeah, there's a <laughs> there sign no in a grocery building. store, right? Yeah, it's an Acme grocery store. You can't oh. make this up. No. Sad face. Yep, I know. I also tried to go visit her gravesite. Right. Uh, in New Jersey, but the cemetery actually had very strict hours and we were stuck in traffic and we're late. So oh, that is still a trip that I need to take. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to make it. I was trying to. We were doing a whirlwind tour. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. What did you love learning about Alice or researching about Alice? What was it about the Alice episode that you loved? Well, the most obvious part that I loved is the fact that she's a filmmaker, of course. Um, yeah. It's very easy right now to feel alone because like, yeah. being a female filmmaker and being an independent and, you know, not really being in the middle of Hollywood and having people to talk to, it's kind of easy mm -hmm. to feel alone. But at the same time, like I get to talk to you, Kate, and then we mm -hmm. researched Alice together and it's like, okay, so that's really cool. But I think the coolest thing for me was just learning what she did and how she right. moved forward. She was always discovering new things despite limitations. Like she didn't, right. she worked in film, you know, like film, film. And we have digital, mm -hmm. we have so many more options and we can be even more creative now, you know, but she, right. she used her resources very effectively. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And created new opportunities. Totally. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. She's amazing. Yeah. I I adore Alice and they are still working on the documentary that we mentioned called That's Be right. Natural. Yeah. So they're getting very close to finishing it. Yay. So I'm super excited to to see that as well. <laughs> so then what was episode number two for us? So episode number two was about Hedy Lamar and she was our first scientist. Yes. Um, even though she was also an actress. 
Hedy Lamarr was a gal who was promoted by Louis B. Mayer as the world's most beautiful woman, and she acted in a little over 30 films and had her fair share of scandal in the press. Off-screen, though, she was a complex woman who fled her home country, married half a dozen times, and spent her free time just inventing things. Her patent with George Antill and her blueprint for technology that we all use today. In fact, some of you might be using this technology to listen to this show. It's called frequency hopping, and it's used in cell phones, Bluetooth, and in Wi-Fi. Yes. So Hedy Lamar was our first scientist, and it was yeah. very interesting because I I'm not a scientist. I, I did science was not my strong suit in school. We'll say. Gotcha. So like. I was a little nervous. I would say science was my most um, scared topic to go. Like, Intimidated kind of by it. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. So yeah. I was I was kind of timid about it. But like Hedy Lamar, her her science was all about like mechanical stuff. And yes. at the time, I could go to my grandfather, who was all about mechanical. Like that's all he he loves mechanics. You know. Yeah. So it. It took a long time. Like, it took us, like, two weeks to figure out the science behind this. But I right. got to actually sit and talk with my grandfather and compare notes and actually sit and understand to the best that I could exactly what we were talking about. Which was really right. cool to discover that we could that we could learn this stuff and actually mm -hmm. be able to talk about it. A bonding experience also, too. Totally. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I just I loved it. I I loved that that part of it right. <laughs> that you got that connection. Um, I fell in love with looking at patents because totally. her patent was gorgeous. It I mean, was. it was it was a line art drawing, but there was just something so beautiful mm -hmm. about this patent. <laughs> It really, I, I, was, I agree. Yeah. My dad has patents. We've talked about that a couple of times on the show. Um, but I, you know, I haven't seen any drawings from them. And digitally, they're just, they're words on a patent page. Um, but this was different. This right. really kind of, you know, felt tactile and awesome. And so, yeah, starting there, I'm like, who else has a patent? Because I just want to read it and look at it and, yeah. <laughs> and share the photos with it. It's just beautiful. Totally. The other thing that I loved about the Hetty episode is looking at the construct of brains versus beauty. Totally. Because we kept finding that she was so judged for her beauty and right. for, you know, being, you know, uh, you know, gorgeous and, um, you know, that she can't possibly be smart was kind of right. like what we kept finding. Yeah, and I'm like, why does it have to be mutually exclusive? It's not one or the other. Right. That's just, it's really just not fair. It's not. So it really made me feel for her. Um, and it also made me see people differently as well, too, where it's like, you know what? Nobody's just a pretty face. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, don't judge a book by its cover <laughs> was, right. of course, what I was kind of relearning <laughs> in the Hedy Lamar episode. Totally. <laughs> so what was number three? Number three was Coco Chanel. Wow, Yay. is this one a 
doozy. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the kind of recap of Coco, uh, you know, her name has graced perfume and clothing and handbags. Since the 1920s, she freed women from the constraints of the corset and popularized the sporty and casual elegance. Now, because of Coco, most women have in their closet a little black dress. She's the yep. only fashion designer listed on Time Magazine's list of 100 most influential people of the 20th century. This feisty gal created an empire and a brand that still exists today. You may know the brand, uh, but do you know Coco Chanel? And oh, right. goodness, did we learn about Coco oh, Chanel. Oh, yeah. I did not know anything about Coco <laughs> Chanel. Did you? I thought I did, and I, I did know. not. I thought I did. I thought I, thought I had her pegged, even. And that was mm-hmm. really... That was really arrogant of me to think of because I did not <laughs> have her pegged at all. I had no right. clue what we were going to run into. <laughs> that was crazy. I remember, Kate, when we first discovered, we were like, I read something. I was reading like Wikipedia. And sometimes Wikipedia is known mm-hmm. for like not checking your sources, right? And right, I'm exactly. Like, I'm reading yeah. this Wikipedia article. I'm like, potentially it worked with the Nazis? What? I know, oh, right? Kate, what is this? Did you hear about? Did you even? What? <laughs> did you know about this? Like, and right. then I remembered your reaction. I was like, "Oh man, we spent the next hour like going back and forth. Like, oh my gosh, is this real? trying to figure it out? Right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> back checking, trying to find different resources on it. We're like, nope. There's like three sources that say this could be a thing. We're like. Whoa. Right. Whoa. <laughs> and then we kind of had to put together the pieces of all the other research, right. you know, with that kind of that really question mark hole, because there was evidence on both sides. So it's like, right, dude, it we got to present yeah. both sides. Right. And, you know, we'll do our best at drawing mm. a conclusion, but right. also admitting we don't know. We don't, we don't have a <laughs> People have spent decades researching Coco and couldn't come up with something. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that one was that was really challenging, but it is our most downloaded episode. Yeah, it's crazy. It's unbelievable. And yeah. it's one of those things where when we were doing the show and we were mm-hmm. so, so worried, you know, about presenting it, you know, yeah. accurately or at the very least, honestly, mm-hmm. right. um, I kind of felt like people were going to love it or hate it. And yeah. it was probably going to be our most favorite or not our most favorite episode, probably our most popular episode. Because it was difficult, right. you know, um, that people would be like, yeah, that's the difficult one. You should listen to this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a surprising yeah. one. And then everybody yeah. knows the name Coco Chanel. But, right. Exactly. But do we all know who she is? No, probably right. didn't. <laughs> exactly. The, you know, the person behind the brand is totally a different thing and one of the reasons why it is one of our most popular um episodes right now is because there's a new set of uh chanel commercials there's a new perfume gabrielle where they talk about a little bit a very interesting history uh of coco and they they paint the picture which is the one we thought we knew right and then we look at her and like, oh, yeah, there's a little more. She's just, she's a complex woman. She really is. Really complex. Very complex. Yeah. I think it's very interesting that the new branding of commercials is the woman behind the brand. is like, right. whoa, how much are you willing to tell us about here? <laughs> you know? Right. Do you really exactly. want to like open this, this can of worms right now? You know? Yeah. And it's really cool. 
And I'm glad that people are opening that can of worms and totally. finding out more about cocoa. Totally. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love it. So then our next episode was... Bessie Coleman. Give you a little recap about Bessie Coleman. She was a gal who was so fearless that in a time when women, African Americans, and Native Americans were banned from learning how to fly, Bessie Coleman did learn. And in her own words, she refused to accept no for an answer. With nail-biting brains... Oh, brainstorming. Oh, man. We did that in the original one. I did. I did, too. I think I said brainstorming. Oh, my gosh. We should almost keep that. (laughs) I know. That's hilarious. Brainstorming is not a normal word to us every now and again. It's it's brainstorming is what we're used to. Yeah, Yeah. totally. I'm going to try that one again. With nail-biting barnstorming, aerial stunt performances... The, this gal kept you on the edge of your seat. An inspiration to many, including astronauts, this gal used the airplane to promote equal rights and civil rights. Bessie Coleman is awesome. I didn't. Yeah, she I is. had no idea how fascinating she would be for mm-hmm. some reason. I was just like, oh, she flew. Cool. Like, no, she's she flew when she wasn't allowed to. Like, she right. was literally not allowed to and had to go to a different country to learn how to and then came back. Mm-hmm. Like, that's yeah. incredible. And um, my biggest takeaway from Bessie was, like, I just want to talk about her more. I, I love her I know, story. Right? And she wanted to make yeah. a movie. And I'm like, well, maybe. <laughs> I know maybe. how to do that. Yeah, I know how to make a movie. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I loved Bessie. I, I loved everything about her. It was it's kind of when we're in research mode, it's kind of like we're living with the gal for yeah, a little bit, very much however so. long that is. Yeah. And I just I love the time living with Bessie, basically. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. really did. Yeah, it felt uplifting and yet a um, a hard struggle, but an always moving forward struggle. Totally. Yeah. But then at the same time, like cut short, what else she could have done? Yeah. Um, how many mount- more mountains she could have moved? I mean, she was in such a wonderful spot in her life and she just kept achieving, achieving and motivating and inspiring people. It's like, oh man, if she could have got more time on this earth, it, you know, it would have been a better place. Oh, I really yeah. think. I do want to um, visit her grave, hopefully soon. Um, Her grave is near Chicago. I found out that apparently my great-great-grandfather is buried across the street from her. What? That's crazy. (laughs) Because when I was telling my husband um, about, you know, oh, let's go up and see Bessie. You know, this is where, you know, her gravesite is. He's like, I've been to that area because he went and there was no photo of the tombstone of my great great grandfather so he went up there while he was on a business trip just to take a photo so he knew the area and i'm like he's like yeah bessie's at the other cemetery that's awesome (laughs) yeah so i want to go i wanted to go one of these days (laughs) so who was after bessie bessie then it was ella fitzgerald oh she was so much fun she really was. She was musical. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yes. So one of the top jazz singers in history is Ella Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. She was named the first lady of song. She won 13 Grammys and sold more than 40 million albums. Now, she sang songs from the Great American Songbook, and she made them her own. Uh, Ira Gershon actually once said about her, I never knew how good our songs were until I heard Ella Fitzgerald sing them. Aww. And that's kind of the truth. So <laughs> true. 
Yeah. So I, I kind of brought in Ella Fitzgerald because I listened to a lot of Ella Fitzgerald. Makes sense. <laughs> and I knew she just had a really cool story. So I was just like, no, I think you'll really like her. Yeah, I totally <laughs> did. And um, turns out my boyfriend's grandmother sang yes. jazz in the 1940s. So it's possible <gasps> that they like crossed oh. paths. Yeah. Or knew of each other or sang or, at the same clubs yeah. or met. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Ooh, yeah. that's very cool. I love it. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly, I'm looking forward to talking about more musicians because oh, yeah, just having too. that musical element, um, it feels like there's another another layer of a way to get to know a gal because you can, you know, read about their story um, and, you know, see them in interviews, but you can also listen to their music. And especially if they write their own music or even if they don't, like Ella didn't necessarily write her own music, not all of it because she sang from the Great American Songbook, but you could hear it in her voice. You know, you could tell that emotion that she puts into things and see her performance of how she interacts with people. And it's like, it was just another kind of way to get to know her. So actually my favorite documentaries of all time to watch are about musicians. Oh, nice. Yeah. So like, I love, I love learning about musicians and hearing their songs. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, look at that. Yeah. So if during break you find another, uh, if you find a documentary on a musician and oh, want to cover, bam, there's, well, there's, put it on the list. Okay, well, Lady Gaga just, I didn't watch I it I still want to watch. I, I haven't I, watched it yet either. Yeah, That's in I my queue now. It, but like Lady Gaga yes. just made a documentary. So I, ca- I got to go watch that soon. <laughs> Yes. Oh, absolutely. That's a good one. Um, another musician that I did add to the list actually this week is Joan Jett. Doesn't have a documentary about her, but I've always wanted to know more about Joan Jett. I mean, I love rock and roll is such a, like, that's an awesome song and many other songs, but I mean, that's the one that everybody knows. Oh, well that's Joan Jett. Right. Right. (laughs) But yeah. And I'd like to mix it up. I mean, we did jazz. I would love to do uh, country opera, you know, rock and roll, punk Mm -hmm. rock. If I'm missing, a type of music I'm sure I'm missing many of them uh, but it would be really fun to have somebody the musicians from different genres of music um, yeah okay so in between our kind of like a recappiness sort of thing um, I wanted to throw in here we also along with the podcast we do a quick video uh, we do a quick video and we do an article that kind of ties in with all of them. Right. Now, Phoebe is the one that makes our quick video. So shout out to Phoebe for making all of our videos. <laughs> she takes the dot points from the episode and she makes a two to four minute video that we share on social media uh, for the new episode on launch day. Totally. So then the question becomes, do you have a favorite oh, no, one that you have done? Well, I I really liked doing Alice's video because it was um, a good one. It was really fun, and but it was also the longest one to make because it was our first. Well, it was our second one after the um, after like the promo video of here's what we're gonna do, video. right? Yeah, so it, was, it took some time to to figure out a rhythm with it. Yep. I really liked um, my two favorites because I was really debating on which favorites. Um, 
I really liked the Ella Fitzgerald one because we could incorporate her music into it. Yeah, I really liked how you balanced out, you know, our music, which happened to be jazz. Right. Um, But and then also her scatting to give an idea and be able to show what uh, that was. So I really like how you played in um, with the the music for Ella. I also thought Jane, Jane Adams was fantastic. And I know it's Definitely, because you had more to work with. We found her childhood photos. We did. We really did. And you you utilized those very well in showing the photo at the time you were talking about with the dot points. Oh, thank um, you. So, yeah. So I thought the Jane one was definitely, you know, if not tied with Ella from my favorite quick video. Yay. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> Yeah, they're a lot of fun, and it's interesting to go through and try to find photos for each gal because some of them are, like, in an old enough time period where it's hard to find photos, and then some of them right. have so many, and then so, then you can't do, like, ones that are, like, watermarked or copyrighted, you know, so mm-hmm. it's very interesting trying to find content for them, but also not getting, like, lost in the sea of content Right, exactly. So that's interesting. After I got out the rhythm of it, the minimum amount of time it takes me to make them is three hours. And oh, then gotcha, more, yeah. Yeah, and then if it's more complicated, like, for example, um, Julia Childs. Julia Childs yeah. was very long, and she had a lot of photos. And after that, mm-hmm. I was, like, very overwhelmed because it was like, okay, this is a lot of information. So right, after right. that, I was like, all right, I'm going to, like, make make sure the content is a, roughly the same each week. Or at least right. the same, same amount, roughly. But, yeah. And exactly. Then it, it's been it's, um, funny because in the middle of editing, I get to the point where the very last thing I do is animate the photos. And I'm right. like, okay, I'm going to ready, set, go. And I time myself and it takes me 20 minutes every time to animate all the photos. I'm like, all right, 20 minutes remaining, ready, set, go. (laughs) Nice. It's like a countdown to it. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. Well, um, I did a, um, a quick countdown of adding together because our Facebook views, of course, are, you know, on one thing and our YouTube views for the quick videos are on another. So adding them together, our top five, are you ready for our top five of the quick videos? Yeah. Uh, So the number five is Hedy Lamar. Number four is Jane Adams. So one of my two favorites. Uh, Number three is JK Rowling. Of course. Number two is Beth Freer, your oh, mom. My mom. <laughs> you put all those beautiful family photos in there. I'm sure that really helped. <laughs> <laughs> and then number one is Alice, your favorite. Alice yeah. Guy Blanchet That's awesome. is the the number one quick video watched. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Well, okay, so going back to our countdown, our number oh. six episode was Harriet Tubman. I will let you geek out about her because that's what we did the whole episode. Oh my gosh, I love Harriet Tubman so <laughs> Tell much. Tell the people again what she did. Yeah. <laughs> so Harriet Tubman was a remarkable rebel. She was born into slavery and she not only escaped, but she made 13 rescue missions to save her family and friends. In the Civil War, she was a nurse, an armed scout, and a spy. She was the first woman to lead a wartime troops. 
1865, it took three men to physically throw her into another train car after she insisted she had a right to sit wherever she wanted. She was a speaker for abolition, women's rights, temperance, and civil rights. In short, Harriet Tubman's like only one of my favorite people probably in the whole mm-hmm. universe. <laughs> She's very cool. And right. we had so much fun during that episode. Totally. <laughs> It felt like time flew. It felt like we were not only getting through it, but we were into it, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I really loved it. I didn't really know the woman behind the icon, you know what I mean? Until I saw a drunk history special that covered how she led wartime troops and was a scout and a spy. And I went, I need to see this woman in a different light. So I was so excited to kind of get into the episode because I'm like, there is much more about her that I didn't know. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's interesting to me how um, you jive with the women who are into women's rights and like fight Mm -hmm. for civil rights and stuff like that. Oh, totally. And like that's that's what you like click with because you get that. And Mm -hmm. I get with the backstory and the reasons why that they're in civil rights. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it's very interesting that we like click with two different parts of it. Right. We get to we get to the same destination. Right. But our roads there are different. Totally. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Do you have anything that you your favorite parts of the Harriet Tubman episode? It was fun during research or anything. Yeah, it was fun um, reading the research papers me and my brother wrote. When That's we were right. Sixth, yes. sixth grade. That was fun. <laughs> I was like being <laughs> going back to some old research. Yeah. I was like, I was being really hypercritical of myself. And I'm like, I was in sixth grade. Oh, Give myself a break. <laughs> Absolutely. And I didn't have Google. I didn't use Google right. for this. Yeah, you had probably like three textbooks and then yeah, what your teacher exactly. said. Yeah. And that was kind of what you were going off of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You got Not it. that fair. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, our next one, uh, number seven, was Jane Addams. So Jane Addams was a gal who was known as the mother of social work. She founded the template for what is the modern-day YMCA, or Boys and Girls Club. Her settlement was known as Hull House, and it utilized the neighborhood for social and civic change. She was a pacifist and an activist for peace. And in 1931, she was the first American woman to receive the Nobel Peace Prize. Now, this was a fascinating episode for us because we actually did this episode twice. Yeah, we had to record this twice. (laughs) It's not uncommon at all in podcasting where any error goes wrong. And we had an error go wrong. Audacity. And... Not naming any names. Uh Audacity. And (laughs) it is... You get free software and this is unfortunately what can happen. But... Luckily, it is the only time it happened, right? Yes. I'm pretty sure it's yep, the only it time. So yep. not too bad. You know, out of 19, now 20 episodes. Right. <laughs> yeah, not one. <laughs> We're still recording right now. Right. I know. Audacity has not failed us only the one time, or has only failed us the one time. Right. But I think it was also really uh, serendipitous because right. um, your cousin was helping you out with the research, but also right. she was in the room while you were recording. Right. And she had a suggestion after the audio failed right. that I think made the show so much better. I agree completely. So, yeah, it was actually really cool because my cousin Jessica was listening. I didn't actually know she was listening, but she, oh. she was. And then she'd also been listening to our podcast like 
while I was recording and also while they were releasing, she was listening. And she noticed that we always talk about, or at least mention, when a gal gets married or like her love right. life, you know, if she's married, have kids or something like yep. that. And um, she was actually practicing something from school where you ask these like three questions that you thought of while you were learning. And one awesome. of her, qu- you're right. And one of her questions was, well, did Jane, yeah, did Jane ever have a family? And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, shoot, I don't even remember looking into this. Because, because right. like, what happened was we divide up the questions, right? Yeah. And that one just slipped my mind because it was like, okay, maybe Kate covered it. No, Kate didn't cover it. I didn't cover it. Oh, no, we didn't even right. look at it. And then it just kind of fell through the cracks because normally, I mean, at least Wikipedia will have they got married at some point totally. or had kids at some point, and then that's kind of where it comes up. Right. But it's never like when did they get married? When did they have kids? Like we never assume that about every woman. Exactly. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So we just sort of like, oh, okay, we didn't, we didn't look in, but then we right. dug deeper into it, and we're like, oh, Jane had a partner. Now how yeah. can we like, which is really awesome. How do we mm-hmm. approach this? You know, everything right, like exactly. that. I was like, all right, this is really cool. And then it was like, um, my cousin's 11. So it was very fascinating to yeah. be like, okay, so here's the answer. What do you think? You know, type thing. Right. Yeah. It was really awesome. And I loved how that added another level to the show. Because we did find out more intentionally about Mary Rosett Smith. Um, and it was amazing once we searched specifically for Mary, right. how much we found out she was involved with Absolutely. Hull House and Jane. Yeah. And it wasn't in Jane's stuff to a certain extent. We had to go digging for it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so she really helped, uh, you know, really fill out that episode Absolutely. of telling a much uh, grander story about Jane Adams, who was already fascinating. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> so, yeah, I love that. Now, I, I did learn later after we had done the show um, that Hull House had other offices. We knew of the actual building. We knew that one of the buildings was still there and that it was a museum today. Um, But there was other office spaces. Hull House was still running in the city of Chicago. It ran for 123 years. I learned that it filed for bankruptcy in 2012 because government funding became really, really hard to get. Uh And that is super sad. Yeah. Yeah. There were articles about, you know, the Chicago institution, you know, the the foundation of social work in Chicago is closing because of bankruptcy that nobody could save it. And I'm like, that says a lot about today because we really really need settlement houses. Settlement houses, I thought, were a fascinating idea. Oh, yeah. So then our next one was... Ada Lovelace. She was another gal that was science. She was the mother. Yeah, she was the mother of computers, which is going to seem odd because she died nearly a hundred years before the first computer was ever completed. Her work with Charles Babbage was ahead of its time, and her influence and innovation is still inspiring men and women all over the world. Ada was another one of those where. Um, it wasn't a patent, but it was the algorithm totally. was just gorgeous to look at. Yeah. And the mechanical drawings for the engine, mm-hmm. w- I just, I lost myself in oh, those. Those yeah, were the, so much fun. And just the, 
when somebody built the engine and just the pictures mm-hmm. and all that, I was like, whoa, this is so pretty. Like, right. <laughs> I don't understand it, but it's pretty. Just visually stunning. Oh, yeah. Um, this year, we did kind of celebrate Ada Lovelace Day. We did social media uh, shout outs. We kind of also did shout outs to other women in science as kind of a, you know, Ada Lovelace Day, celebrate women in STEM, So that which was awesome. Cool. Um, and I actually do, I wanted do a bigger celebration possibly next year because I think it would be too fun to do something bigger, (laughs) either something, you know, um, over the internet bigger or something in person bigger. I I loved Ada Lovelace. I thought she was fascinating. She was really (laughs) cool. And it was really cool talking to my geeky friends who, um, it was actually my friend who like wrote the algorithm that was in the video. Right. Cool. Oh, I like loved you that. You can actually show it. It was like, the, this is like the digitized version of the engine, you know? Yes. So that was really cool. Yeah, I love that. It visually put it together. Totally. And it was also in a language that we understood. Right. Because it's digital now. So it's right. like, oh, yes. <laughs> Sometimes um, converting mechanical to digital is like very mm-hmm. weird, at least to my brain, because so much in like in history was all mechanical and now we're all digital so but that's the same or similar they're like brothers and sisters of each other basically yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. same but different yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah now actually and we do i have a correction that i need to make for the ada lovelace um not necessarily the episode but our media for it um so our we do a meme that we put out before the show that has the quote that we that we use in the episode um but then also we have the graphics especially on youtube behind the episode now in all of the graphics Without thinking, this was all me. I put the first female computer programmer. Now, our listener, Bonnie, pointed out she's not just the first female. She's the first computer programmer. And I gave her kudos because that is 100% correct. And I should have caught it because <laughs> I'm usually really good on that. You know, right. uh, you know, yeah. what, like Alice Gee, it's like she's not the first woman to make a narrative film. She created the narrative film. Um, but yes, yeah, so Ada Lovelace, the first computer programmer. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> so then our next episode was Susan B. Anthony, oh, which I kind of really geeked out about. Oh, yeah, I still you do. love Susan B. Anthony. <laughs> I love Susan I B. I feel like she you has... want to be Susan B. Anthony. <laughs> I don't think I'm good enough to be Susan B. Like, I think she has something that I admire but could never achieve. Like, Aww. there's... It's something that I really like. We need that in the world, but I know it's not me. You know what I mean? Like, I appreciate it. (laughs) I can't go as far as Susan B does. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) But I love her. So she is a gal who dedicated her life to women's rights. She was sparked by not being allowed to speak because she was a woman. She then spoke around the country about the importance of the right to vote, anti-slavery, and the dangers of alcohol. She's still completely fascinating to me. Um, I love her persistence and her gumption. She just wows me every time. She does. <laughs> I, love how, I love how excited you get about her. I, was, I do. It, it was very interesting with me because we hear so much about her like activism that yes. we don't really know a ton about her personal life. Like, right, we don't exactly. Know tons. And for me... I click a lot better when I understand the personal life. So it's great that you're passionate about her. 
but I'm like, well, I'm I'm gonna keep balancing you out with like the good <laughs> and the bad, I guess, because I'm like, oh. right, exactly. I mean, I love her, and I love that everything that she does, but it was very hard for me to click with her. So it's it's good that you click with her. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I think my my favorite part of that episode was reading that testimony. Totally. <laughs> I loved that. When the judge finally allowed her to speak and, oh, she just gave it to him. Yeah. I just, I loved that. That was so fun. I could never do that, though. <laughs> you do it in your own way. In my own way on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, getting to know more about Susan B. Anthony. I mean, she'll definitely be one come... Uh, you know, voting time that people are more aware of her. Um, and then also she is on, you know, our dollar coin too. Sometimes people remember. <laughs> yes. And then our next one was a special that we did. It is. So the next one was episode 10 and it was our film pioneer special, which Kate. It was from my presentation that I did at a film festival. So you covered Alice Guy Lois Weber, Dorothy Arzner, and Margaret Booth. So they all started with the birth of cinema in 1895 till 1982. We talked about gals who created the framework for movies today, invented techniques that told a richer story, and one of whom was more popular and paid more than D.W. Griffith. Yet, many of us have never heard of any of these gals, Although right. one of them created the boom mic, which was fascinating to me because <laughs> it's funny. Um, after we did this episode, so there's there has been more than one person who came up to me and was like, you know, I think it was a gal who discovered the boom mic. Like you should probably uh. cover her. I don't remember her name, but I think it was. A, I was like, yeah, <laughs> her name's Dorothy. That she did the boom mic. We already covered her. Like, oh wait, really? <laughs> Yeah, no, we got you covered. It's all good. Exactly. We're on it. We're on it. And you're right. She's pretty awesome. Absolutely. Like, wow, girls are smart. They know how to use boom mics. No, we know how to make boom mics. Right. Exactly. It's not just use. It's called invent. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm glad that one worked. Um, it was one that I worked really hard for for a presentation to a film festival. Right. So it made sense. I, I offered them four different presentations that I could do and I let them pick and when they did pick of course I had three that were already done and then the film pioneer one I did not have done but I knew that if they did pick it it would make a really great your gal Friday right. episode and so when they picked it it's like well I'm doing research and it's going to be a two for one right <laughs> so when I pitched it to you and I'm like uh is it okay if I just kind of like do this presentation and you respond and you're like yes totally <laughs> You did this presentation because of school outreach. Can you tell us some more about the school right. outreach that you do? Yeah. So because our network home is Gals Guide, right. uh, we do outreach programs and we do them at schools and festivals, conventions and events. So, yep, the Film Pioneer episode came out of the Hobnobbin Film Festival, which was an outreach that we did. Uh, so far this year, Gals Guide has presented to over 450 students a very interactive program on women of history we make a game for the students and we have an elementary school version a middle school version high school and university version so it's really cool to kind of tail tailor it to these kids um coming up we actually have a star base indie presentation where we're doing the women of science also is an interactive game with prizes this time 
Ooh, oh, that prizes. Fun. Yeah. So we're going to be having a tons of fun over Thanksgiving weekend at Starbase Indy. So I love it. Now, our outreach programs are really popular in the month of March because it's International Women's Month. Um, however, we are available for presentations year round and we really do tailor it to the grade level or to the organization that wants us to come and talk and present. So check out the school outreach tab at galsguide.org if you're interested in having us come to your school because they're really cool. We make them really fun. Totally. (laughs) And you've been doing this a lot. The longer than we've been doing the podcast. Right, exactly. Now, the the school outreach started probably a few months before we started doing the podcast. Uh, but also it came from, you know, my past life of the filmmaking right. stuff. When I would uh, be doing films, film festivals would always have some kind of, you know, educational component. And they could tell that I wasn't scared of public speaking. So they would ask me to come talk either about directing or screenwriting. And then eventually somebody said, can you come and tell us what it's like for female female directors, and then my world totally, you know, opened up. Right. <laughs> so yes, I have no problem talking to people, presenting to people and making is make history and education as fun as humanly possible. I love it. That's so awesome. <laughs> yes. All right. You want to do the next one? Our yes. next episode. Yeah. I want to do yeah. Mary Anderson. Our... I love Mary yes. okay, Anderson. <laughs> Isn't she adorable? So Gosh, I love okay, her. So with Mary... Okay, I'll, I'll explain in a second. I'll, let me summarize <laughs> Mary Anderson for you. She was a little refresher for the yeah, people. Exactly. <laughs> um, in case you forgot uh, or didn't hear this episode, Mary Anderson is the inventor of the windshield wiper. And in this episode, we did a little automotive history, and it was a fun sidebar on more wonderful gals with patents. And it was just Mary Anderson. Oh my gosh. I learned from her that I really, really enjoy learning about gals who invent things. Oh. Yeah. Because, I mean, this, like, she was on her science side, which makes sense because inventors, right? right? Yes. But she was a little Mm -hmm. less intimidating because I'm like, oh. I use windshield wipers every day or, you know, they're at least on my right. car that I drive every day. So it's a little more relatable to me. She was so much fun. She really is. But at is. the same time, there was not a lot of information. Yes. So it was very fascinating trying to figure out automotive history and like why she did certain things because of the time period, because of the types of cars. Right. Like, and then it it was really fascinating going through like different laws of when yes uh when windshield wipers were standard mandatory mm-hmm. yep oh my gosh did we like go down a rabbit trail very there? fun rabbit like, hole i like it that one though oh my god <laughs> it was a deep rabbit hole i got overwhelmed i was like wow what am i doing with my life because i don't understand what i'm looking at i remember you like, messaging me going why <laughs> am i looking up windshield wipers on trains <laughs> Right. Yeah. I was like, what? what? I'm like, I didn't ask you to, but it's fascinating. Right. Exactly. I suddenly was like, oh, are windshield wipers on trains? They are. Why do I need to know this? I don't know. I want to know. It was (laughs) amazing. There were so many different things. I was like, oh, man, I do not feel adequate enough to research these gals. (laughs) But at the same time, it's like, all right, I'm learning. We're 
we're learning all together here. Right, you know? exactly. Yes. <laughs> I I loved doing that episode. It was one of those things where there was not that much on her. Um, there was the not. majority of information that we got came from a very long obituary. Thank goodness there was a very long obituary oh, yeah. um, because we could use that to at least start to put together pieces or at least have starting points of more searches and things like that. Right. Um, there is one thing I always have regretted about that episode. Um, mm. It's that we didn't reach out to Mary's great grandchildren for interview. Yeah, that's right. Because we, yeah. we did discover they did an interview with NPR and that's how we knew that they right. were still talking about Mary that they were interested in about Mary but honestly at that time we did not have the technology to even record an interview third party we didn't know no, what to do no. <laughs> so it wasn't the right time but it is something that it's like oh man you know uh, it is something that I, I wish we would have been able to do or at least had the the mind with all to try to figure that out um, because totally. we used we used their quote that we all have merry moments and um mm-hmm. and I just I love that the family keeps, you know, Mary Anderson, you know, in their memories and alive. They should be very proud and they are. So I love that. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so next up was Julia Child. Now, Julia Child, a lot of people do kind of know who she was, but the recap is right. she is our lady of the ladle. And she did pepper our television screens from the kitchen, from her kitchen and reached ours. She added spice to our lives with French flavors in our cooking. And the esteemed gal cooked her way into our hearts for generations. I had so much fun with the cooking you puns. Love puns. Oh, you love especially puns. cooking puns. puns. This is the favorite article that I did because the article I included nothing but cooking puns and I highlighted them for Amuse Mint. Get it? Mint? Oh, I did. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You're too much. I, I love oh, it. <laughs> I just, I adored it. Um, I did watch Julie and Julia after the show aired. Oh, did you? I did. That's right. That's right. You did. Yes. Did you like it? I really did like it. It was hard for me because it was Nora Ephron's last film and I really love Nora Ephron. So it was like this bittersweet, like, oh, this is the last new episode or new movie I'm going to see from Nora Ephron. Um, But I did really like the movie. I thought it Meryl Streep. My God, Meryl Streep. I know. Meryl Streep, though. Yep. uh, Everybody's... She's so famous now that she, she's almost overrated. Like, we know nope. she's good, but seriously, she's so good. But she's good. good. <laughs> but she's good. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. She's so good. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, Julia Child was fun, but she was very overwhelming. She did so much. She really did. She could have almost been a two-part episode. Yeah. And her video was so long. Oh, my gosh. My, her video took me, like, so very long. <laughs> Julia Child was even one. I almost forgot we had to take an extra week because I found all those war records. Yes. And those war records were amazing. (laughs) Yeah. There was a lot to go through there. And I'm like, but I'm finding out so much cool stuff. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, So then our next one was extremely popular. And who was that? So for our episodes of 13 and 14, we did J.K. Rowling. Yes. Now, this was the first time that we did a mini cast. Right. Yes. Which it was also our first one that we did a gal that was still living. Yeah. Which is fascinating. It's very interesting that we did something doubly new. Right. You know. Change it up. <laughs> oh, we'll just do it all at once. Why not? Just, you know, it's cool. <laughs> if, in case you didn't know... J.K. Rowling is a gal who sold 
more than 400 million copies of her books. She got children excited to read massive page turners, won multiple awards, including being named the most influential woman in Britain. And unlike other gals we've talked about in this series so far, she's still alive and building a legacy and inspiration as we speak. Yes, I love JK. Oh yeah, JK was so much fun. And Kate, I heard that you, after recording, watched all of the movies. Yeah, I thought I had seen a majority of them, but we started watching the third movie and I went, I have never seen this. And I couldn't believe, I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) But we owned all of them. It was something usually around Christmas time, they would have like the $3 or $5 DVDs. And I'd be like, well, let's get all the Harry Potters. We will watch them eventually. Many of them were still in their shrink wrap. But yeah, my my daughters and I, we have watched uh, all of them. Um, Cammy finished reading all the books, my oldest, my youngest is starting to read the books, which is super exciting. And mm-hmm. my little Samantha, she is going to be Hermione Granger for Halloween. I'm so proud. <laughs> She's I'm so adorable. Proud. I feel like sometimes I'm like the proud older sister. Yes, over here, absolutely. But they don't know it, you know. They feel it, trust it's me. Like, oh, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> well, when I tell them what you're up to, they also act like a proud sister. You know what I mean? They're just That's awesome. so yes. I think yes. it's mutual. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so you said you were going to. Did you ever your life has been quite I busy did, though? I didn't get I I I've been pretty busy. I like moved and But you have it on your list to watch the movies. Oh yeah, I have it on my list to watch the movies. I'm gonna do it, you know. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then I'm sure I will get a flurry of messages. I can't believe wait, what do you mean? Oh, what yeah. no oh, oh, oh yeah, totally. That's exactly what's gonna happen. You know it. <laughs> Kate, did you I didn't know this uh-huh. whole thing happened. There's there's <laughs> some surprises in there that I didn't even know and I was like, wait, what? Huh? What? <laughs> What? It is amazing. But, but I know. Oh, I love it. Um, our next one after JK was Annie Jump Cannon. And Annie Jump cool. Cannon was an American astronomer in a time when women couldn't vote and really accepted for their scientific minds. Her work of cataloging the stars, she created the stellar classification system that is still used today. She was also nearly deaf as well. Do you remember the initials for her classification system or the mnemonic of how? Yes. Oh, be a fine gal. Kiss yes, me. that's right. <laughs> I got it. We didn't yes. even write that down. <laughs> I was doing, um, I was doing a presentation for the Starbase thing and I, uh, spoiler alert, I'm going to cover Annie jump cannon. And so, uh, Samantha was watching me type it up and I'm like, who created the classification system? And I start putting in all the initials. She's like, how can you remember those? And I'm like, Oh, be a fine gal. Kiss me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's so much fun to say. Yes, though. absolutely. <laughs> so, Kate, you got to tell us what happened and the cool thing that happened oh, after this episode. So, after this episode, one of our listeners, Kara, was so inspired by something that we had said during the episode uh, that she sent me, I think around midnight, a little message that made me just burst into tears. So Kira heard us say, wouldn't it be so cool to have something up in the stars or up in space named after you? I think Phoebe, you were actually the one that said it. Yeah. And Kira took it to heart. And she went online and she named stars after us. So there is not only a Kate Chaplin star and a Phoebe Freer star, but there is a gal's guide to the galaxy star and it's up in the stars and it's super cool. (laughs) 
Oh my goodness, there's this website and you can see it and it's named and we're all grouped together. Yes, and it has like the oh the uh, the course or the, you know, longitude and la- not longitude and latitude. Um, what do you call it? The address, basically, if you want to. <laughs> yeah, the address yeah. of the store. Oh my goodness, that was just so cool. I was like, Kate sent me the email with it and I was like, is this for real? I know. Is this like... Like a star, like a star star, like a, like a real one, right? Like a like a burning ember in the sky. Is- has my name on it. Right. What? Exactly. Oh, so sweet. Um, if you want to actually see where our star is, go to galsguide.org. We actually have an article cool. of, we have a star named after us. I think that's the title of the article. Yeah. Um, and you can go and you can directly see where, where in the sky it is at. It was just... Totally. It was heartwarmingly moving. I just loved it. We were just talking the day before. We are like... Who's listening? Right. Oh my gosh, we got stars. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, that, that is one way to show listening. And it's like, oh my gosh, yeah. it was so moving. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yes. So the other thing that we do, actually speaking of the um, uh, the article on the website that you can check out, we do an article on the website of all the gals that we cover. The idea is some people oh. like to listen, like the podcast. Some people like to watch something, hence the video that Phoebe does and I do the articles and so and it's also a spot like if we mention something in the podcast that's like check out this video or check out this article that's where we put them we put them in this article um, that people can actually search and it has images and things we mention on the show Um, and yeah I I do rock the articles my favorite one is the Julia Child one as I said earlier Uh, do you have a favorite article that we've done I don't because I'm a lame person who moves on to the next episode as soon as we're done. You're like, and cut the strings, I'm out. All right, exactly. No, yeah, I'm like, all right, moving on. Well, also speaking of articles, I know this one's going to be kind of weird to mention so close to Halloween, but we do have an article of Halloween costumes inspired by your gal Friday gals. Um, and it's really fun. A lot of it is stuff that you can kind of make or put together from your closet otherwise other things we have links to of like where you can find them um so even though halloween may kind of be in the past window uh as you're maybe listening to this episode but think of year-round cosplay we have some great gals that you can cosplay (laughs) totally yes so then our next episode was your mom oh my gosh Give us a little summary on your mom. (laughs) Episodes number 16 and 17. This was also a mini cast and we covered my mom, Beth Freer, or also E.M. Freer. So my mom was actually another first. She was our first interview, which was really cool. Just to tell you a little bit more about her, here's her summary. She was a gal who is a professional photographer and author, and she enjoys allowing pictures and words to tell a story. With four books available on and a fifth underway, she allows her words to paint an image, and she's been inspired by online gaming and writes about adventures and experiences, and gives them a fresh life and ability to travel in the pages of a new medium. So this is my mom, and it was really fun because we got to interview her. Yes. And we got to learn about, like, you know, different 
ways we should interview people in regards to our equipment and everything. Right. But she was like a really great. She was really patient with us as we were learning yeah. how there to do go. the technology yeah. part. Totally. We both have interviewed people before. We basically interview yeah. each other almost to a certain extent every episode. It's like, yeah. what did you learn? Yeah. What did you learn? Um, but exactly. it was the technical part that we were really kind of worried about because you want right. to be comfortable while you're recording a show. And if we couldn't figure out the technology, right. nobody was going to be comfortable. So. <laughs> right. so she was a friendly, but also so insightful and so fun. Um, I loved that. Yeah. I love that show. I really do. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. And I think you learned new stuff about your mom, too. I did. Yep. It was that was funny. <laughs> They're not like normal questions you ask your mom, you know? Right, exactly. But yet it can be. <laughs> can be. Dun, dun, ask dun. your parents questions. Absolutely. Interview your parents. Interview them like you totally. would, you know, a mentor or a celebrity that you are in awe of. Interview your parents. Totally. Get to know them. And then open them up to interview you. Like yes. Cool. Absolutely, 100%. So our next episode was Madam C.J. Walker. She is a hardworking gal who created a hair care line that made her one of the most successful African-American business owners of her time. She was an entrepreneur, a philanthropist, and an activist. And we kept saying, Madame. <laughs> we did. We, 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 got, did. we got better as the, as the episode went along. I think so. <laughs> Madame. Madame. <laughs> We got to get in between there. I felt bad, but it, it was. It, I, know. I also, every time I typed it, I put an E on the end of it. So, I mean, part of it was just, yeah, I I think because we covered a lot of French in the beginning, uh, you know, we had Alice um, and then Bessie yeah. went to France. So we were learning a whole bunch of French words. Um, we <laughs> and so we were getting a little bit used to the more Madame, you know, um, yeah. but yeah, no, it's Madame, it's Madame CJ Walker. <laughs> Yeah. I love learning more about my Indianapolis gal. I mean, I realized that not a lot of people know that much about her, and it was great to know about her. Yeah, and it was fun um, reaching out to my friend who's a hairdresser who yes. had heard about her, because like as soon as you talk to somebody who's heard about one of these gals that we're covering, it brings it to life. It really you know? does. It means I'm, they matter. Yeah. 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 I'm so used to now being like, well, we're covering this gal and oh, you haven't heard of her. Oh, that's all right. Go listen to her episode. I never heard of her either. Right. You know, that kind of thing. But it's like, OK, it's really cool to once in a while reach out and be like, hey, yeah, I've heard of her and here's why. and Here's why she's cool. And yeah, you know, that kind of thing. absolutely. Oh, this was the one I did get some uh, funny feedback from my husband who listens to every episode and he always has interesting feedback. Uh, the feedback besides the madam and madame part, I mean, that I kind of like already knew. Like before when he started talking, I'm like, please don't tell me the madame and the madam. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but then he went, you know, I don't remember seeing her stuff at Sephora. To which I then asked him as straight as I could, honey, when was the last time you were in a Sephora? <laughs> right. Because we haven't been in one in a good 10 years. And he went, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's, it's a recent-ish thing. And uh, yeah, so that was uh, interesting feedback from my husband. I love that one. <laughs> totally. That's really hilarious. <laughs> yep. It was fun um, because she has products out right now yes. that 
um, people have reviews and stuff on YouTube, and I just kind of got sucked into it. I was like, oh, this is fascinating. Ooh, I didn't know shampoos. <laughs> you should look into this. I didn't right. know. Like, yeah, the, I spent like a good hour just watching YouTube videos. <laughs> like, well, all right then. <laughs> it's fun. It's the more you know. Just... <laughs> Exactly. Just talk about the research and keep on moving. Yeah. And so that leads us to last week's episode, which we'll still do a recap just in case. Oh, yeah. Who was last week? Last week was Annie Oakley, Yay. and I was super excited because I did see the musical that's based off of her life. Yes. So I kind of knew more. Um, her summary was a gal who was named by Sitting Bull, Little Miss Sure Shot. She wowed audiences before, after, and during her time with Buffalo Bill's Wild West show. She was an international star and rarely missed the mic. She was awesome. She was very awesome. And on, I really didn't know all that much about her. I didn't see the musicals. But after the show, I went to Greenville, Ohio. And I went to the Garst Museum, which is the home of the Annie Oakley Center. Um, I also went to her birthplace and where her gravesite and a statue that they had for her in the town. And I learned so much more about Annie Oakley that uh, I just want to take a field trip and take everybody there. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I geeked out and I sent Phoebe a photo. I tried to send just one because I had Mm -hmm. like 50. Actually, I think I had 50 photos. Um, But I found the wedding picture of Annie and Frank. That was so cool. Isn't that cool? Their wedding photo so has the dog in it that we mentioned, that they met through mm-hmm. the dog. The dog's in their wedding photo. And I was like, oh, my gosh, yeah. Phoebe, you have to see this. <laughs> yeah, that was adorable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Were you surprised by how much you liked Annie? Because I know that guns kind of make you a little They uneasy, make me uneasy. So yeah. Yeah. I like that she used it as an educational tool. And I think totally. to me, it was an, an educational tool and it was an empowerment tool. And I think that's totally. what really, really helped me change my perceptions. Because um, I do I do get weird about guns. <laughs> right. Makes sense. Makes sense. It is, it is a today's world kind of situation is what it is. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yes. So every episode, uh, we ask each other, what did we learn from this gal? So right. I thought maybe for this, as a recap, uh, we would ask each other, what kind of like big picture, what overall way, what did we learn right. from the gals of season one? Totally. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Do you want to answer first? No, because whenever I answer first, you go, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. All right. I got this. Yeah, that's what we learned. That's funny. That's what we learned uh, last week. That is what we've learned about doing this show is let Phoebe go first. (laughs) Because here's the thing. (laughs) He is really good with like writing scripts beforehand. I tend to be better when I can just kind of think about it. Yeah, the personal reflection. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, the names and dates, you have all of that stuff down. But when you come to the personal reflection, you want it to be, you know, personal and off the cuff. Exactly. And I learned things from like stuff that you mentioned in the podcast. I want to make sure that I, you know, Mm -hmm. that. so it's just, it's funny. We learned from in the broad scheme of things, like two episodes before the end to, uh, (laughs) (laughs) let Phoebe go first. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So I, I learned from the, in an overall way that learnings for everybody. I was kind of intimidated at first because I really didn't know a lot about a lot of these gals. 
So, um, mm-hmm. but I learned that as like, it's okay to not know because if you ask more yes. questions, the more you ask, the more you know, because you'll just keep digging and you'll keep finding things and that's okay. You know, mm-hmm. you got to start somewhere. Absolutely. I've also learned that we can learn something from everybody. Everybody has their own personal story that they have. They have a reason for everything that they've done. And I really enjoyed learning about each gal as if they were like a character in a movie. Right, right. Because when you're writing, when you're writing characters, you have to figure out their backstory. You have to know who they are behind the screen, like the the stuff that you don't explain, the stuff that you don't spell out. You have to understand that part of them in order to write their actions. Right. You know, I, I learned that it's very fascinating to me to learn about history in a more personal way, learning who they are as a person, yeah. what their backstory is, where they grew up, how they were raised, and why they do what they do. Yes, and absolutely. And if I write... And if I learn why they do something, I'll remember their name. I'll remember where they came from. I'll remember what time period they're set in. Like everything. Yeah. It cements it. Exactly. Those things are hard for me to remember. But as soon as I personalize it, as soon as I understand the motives, Mm -hmm. then I understand the person. Yeah. So that was a very fascinating thing for me to learn from the show. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. See? (laughs) This is why we let you go first. (laughs) (laughs) So, Kate, what did you learn? I'm like an overachiever. So I actually went through every episode. Oh, my goodness. I did. I did. Because, you know, we have it on there. You know, what did you learn? And I'm like, okay, I'm going to pull from every episode and look back and see, is there any, you know what I mean, overarching thing? Was there a similar thing, Mending? Yeah, Um, that's cool. So I was just kind of interested. And it was was hard sometimes to put it into like one or two words of what I learned, you know, because like, so, um, but what I found interesting is that we started with Alice. And Mm -hmm. in that episode, we talk about how Alice saw the first demonstration of a movie camera. And what Mm -hmm. she said was, I think I can do it better. And I really think running through the list of all of the gals that we've covered this season, um, every single one of them thought that they could do it better. I think that was kind of the through line for me because it's certainly true with our inventors, right? They were inventing something better, right? Mary with the windshield wiper, but also Ella with scatting, Annie jump cannon with classifying the stars um, Harriet Tubman, a better way of free and slaves. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I think each one of them created something new, but also they built on something that was already in existence. And I think that's how history works. Um, I honestly don't think anymore that it's that if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it. I don't think that's right. What I think it is, is if you don't know your history, you're missing out on a chance of creating something new and making the world better. And I think totally. that's what I really learned by putting these gals together. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So I loved it. <laughs> Yay. So now we're going to talk about our listener feedback, which we really enjoy. Yes. Feedback. Please. It tells us if we're doing a good job and we'd love to have more. Yes. But for now, we'll, we'll tell you what we have so far. Yes. And if you are listening right now and you want to give feedback, 
please let us know in any type of platform. We would love to hear from you, honestly. Yes. If you've made it this far, give us a shout. Just say hi. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Now, our first one is from Rebecca, and she said, I'd vote for Alice Guy Blachet and Bessie Coleman as my faves so far. I like those two because they are lesser-known ladies who really should be much better known. For instance, Alice is less famous than the men who were making movies after her. And Bessie is lesser known than, say, Amelia Earhart, who is still awesome, but more people should be aware of Bessie. Which, side note, I totally agree with that. Absolutely. 100%. 100% with you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Rebecca finishes off and says, although they have all been great so far. And I so appreciate you, Rebecca. Yes. That is is great feedback and... Oh my gosh. And two, yeah, two great episodes that I love too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. What else we got, Kate? Uh, The next one comes from Barbara Thomas, and she commented on our um, Alice Guy Blanchet episode. She said, Thanks for the facts. People always think that it was a man who first gave us film. I found your podcast informative. Look forward to the rest. So, yay. This last one was from Anna, and she commented on Bessie Coleman episode, and she said, wow, so inspirational. Thank you for sharing. Thank you, Anna, yes, for thank you. commenting. <laughs> thank you, honestly. <laughs> yes, we super appreciate any and all feedback. We we adore exactly. it. Um, well, then let's talk about our plans for season two. Dun, dun, let's. dun. So, yes, uh, we have a massive list of gals to choose from, but we really want to know what gals our listeners are interested in. So, really, send us your requests, by all means. Absolutely, um, Annie yeah. Oakley actually was a listener request. See? So we listen yep. to them. Um, May Wright Sewell is another request and we have that down in season two. We were going to get to her in season two. Oh, so yes. We're on it. Um, now, I loved having your mom on the show and so, mm-hmm. um, you know, I definitely am looking forward to now that we've kind of figured out the technology of having guests more guests right i adore it so um for our listeners if you are a gal who is up for sharing your life story and how others can learn from you please contact us if you know a gal that we should be talking about and interviewing contact us yeah absolutely now we had this cool idea actually from my boyfriend we acquired this cool idea to have story arts in our seasons yeah and I thought this was a really cool idea, and there's many different ways we could actually tackle this. Mm-hmm. So story arc meaning either throughout the whole season or every four episodes, maybe there'd be like a theme or like something um, that a connects time them. Theme. Something yeah. tying, yeah, something tying them all together. Yep. There's so many ways we could do this. We could do it going by time period. Um, gals who've met each other and like right. lead one to another or we could do all scientists and be like um, because this gal invented this this other gal could yep. invent this next thing something like that yeah. or we could do gals in movies or we could do gals and there's just so many options there really maybe. is yeah that's definitely it's, one of oh let's oh see what we can do <laughs> there's so many different things what i really love the whole t- tying everybody together mm-hmm. season one was great i really love tying it all like going through all these gals but i really think the story arc idea is really great because then there's a reason to go from one to another you know there's right. a reason Maybe we do a famous one along with three others to that you haven't heard of, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So that 
you know, they're all tied together. But it was just, that's a that's an idea for season two. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I love that. Uh, the other thing is we're going to try to do 20 gals um, as mm-hmm. well for season two. Um, right. Now, with more funding, we can do more. So really support us on Patreon. I mean, tell your friends mm-hmm. about Patreon because we can totally do this, but we, we really need your help with it. <laughs> so totally. patreon.com yeah. slash gals guide. Just saying. <laughs> Our, also, our goal is to come back in February. That is the plan. Phoebe yes, and I are going to start recording before that. Um, but we are hoping to come back in February. So s- stay tuned to our social media, um, to our social media pages, and also to our Patreon, because we will post solid dates as soon as we have them right. of when we are coming back. So that'll be awesome. <laughs> totally. But now the in-between-the-seasons Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. Just what in the world are we doing in between the seasons? Oh, you know, all of the things. All the <laughs> things. That's right. So both of us are going to be working with Gal's Guide. Uh, we both write articles right. for Gal's Guide. Um, I'm going to be doing school outreach programs. So that is my busy season for doing school outreach. Um, but we're right. also talking about with uh, Gal's Guide, what we can do with the content that we already have from season one. Now we have right. tossed around ideas of books and journals and group travel excursions and merchandise. So we are tossing around all these wonderful ideas. Who knows what will come out of this melting pot? (laughs) But that is what we are going to try to do. Um, We might, I will put a whole bunch of like question marks around the might pop in for a special episode. If we find something that we just, oh my gosh, we got to get the band back together um, and do this special episode. So please subscribe if you haven't yet. Um, That way it'll reach your device. So if you watch on YouTube, it will send you a notification. If you're on iTunes, it'll show up in your feed. So subscribe if you haven't yet. So that way, if there's a special episode between now and February pops up, you got it. You're on it. Right, exactly. We have tons and tons of ideas. Yeah, we do. What to do and like what gals to cover. But we also, I I just want to emphasize again the feedback. Like if you like what we're doing, Mm -hmm. we want to know. Yeah, what's working? Yeah, Yeah, what's working? What's not working? Mm -hmm. What do you want to see more of? What do you want to see less of? Like anything. Yes. Just give us a shout. I would really love to hear it. And if the listeners know of any schools mm-hmm. or teachers, students who need resources for gals like this, right? please feel free to share us um, and let us know because mm-hmm. we might be able to come to you for it, you know? Yep. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're all about shining a spotlight on these gals. We love them like they're our sisters, aunts. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> and so we are very much uh, cheerleaders and, you know, campaigners of these gals. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. We have loved doing this show. We learned so much about these amazing gals of history, and we really hope that you do, too. Uh, we are all now time travelers of history, uh, being yeah. able to reclaim women's history and put that spotlight on it. These are not just profiles of women. These are profiles on people that we can all learn from and create a better future. I know that my life has been richer just in doing this show. Phoebe, would you say the same? Yes, absolutely. Oh, so please stay connected with us between the seasons. 
uh, last week I listed off our social media places, which are great. Um, and we're going to keep them going in between the seasons. But check out galsguide.org. That's where you're going to find links to all of our shows, to news, to insightful articles, events, and be able to connect with all of those social media pages, including our Patreon. So galsguide.org. Check it out. Basically, it's our home base. <laughs> so totally. until then, time travelers, keep exploring and keep learning. And we're going to be talking to you soon in season two. For more information about this week's gal or to check out our previous episodes, visit galsguide.org. To support the show, visit the Gals Guide Patreon page. We've got great perks like behind the scenes, early access, and private live streams. Thank you so much for subscribing to Your Gal Friday.